What's up, everybody? It's Robert Purvey back on Purvey's Point. Today, I'm going to revisit a topic that I did a couple of years ago because it's something that um, I think needs to be talked about today. It's something I've embraced and it's something I want you to embrace. So, we're going to have a conversation about it on Purvey's Point. All right? So, we're going to have a great conversation on PACE. P A C E. Pace. Can't wait to talk about it. It's your boy Robert Purvey. This is Purvey's Point. And we are back on another episode today. Um, it's one of those days that I'm very relaxed today. Very relaxed. And I. I told you guys I found this spot in my house that I absolutely love recording in because it's where I think whenever I have a guest I'll be at the table whenever I'm talking by myself I'm gonna sit on the couch like I'm doing right now because it feels like you're in the living room with me you're sitting across from me and I'm looking at you having a conversation that that that's what it feels like and so um recording here just puts me in a more comfortable uh, mood and allows me to really talk like like you're here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna imagine you're here sitting right across from me, and we're gonna talk about pace pace. Um, as I said in the opening, it's something I've embraced, like my my own pace in life, my own um, speed. It, it's something that once I embraced it, um, it really helped me see what I needed to see, do what I, need, do what I needed to do, and become who I needed to, be, to become. And so we're going to have a conversation about it. And uh, But before we do, follow me on YouTube, IG, and Facebook. Uh, just know that I'm sharing love and shining my light, and I'm trying to leave my small piece of the world better than the way I found it. My point may not be yours, but we all have a perspective that deserves to be heard. Your beautiful brain was created to birth beautiful ideas. The world needs you. The world needs me. So let's make a point together. And today that point is going to be about pace. There's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. It's, it's, and patience is one of the points I'm going to talk about um, in, in our conversation today. But one of the best things I ever did is I learned to slow down. I learned to slow down and I learned it for a couple of things. Like on one hand, God slowed me down. On the other hand, I realized that um, the older I got, the less I had to prove. And so the less you have to prove, the slower you go. I think that when you're trying to prove something to yourself or to somebody else, you feel the need to speed up things or to go fast uh, because you're trying to uh, prove to yourself that you can accomplish the task, trying to prove to yourself that you can complete something or prove to somebody else that you are as good as you say you were or, you you know, you can accomplish what you wanted to do. And I think that when you are trying to uh, impress others and when you're trying to do too much, you end up going fast and you end up going at a speed that's not that's not good for you. And before I get into 
um, kind of like my points I want to give you as, as we had discussed this topic. Um, pace is one of those things to where um, it, can, it can get very tricky because the more, the more success you have, the more fast you think you have to go. The more the more success you have, the more the, the more faster you think you have to go, because you move from one thing to another, and sometimes we get so caught up in the success of a thing that we can never enjoy the journey that it took us to get to that success. One of the things that I love about sports, be it uh, hockey, football, basketball, baseball, one thing I love about sports is I love when teams win championships. Absolutely love it. If you ever watch a game with me of any championship, you know that I may not even pay attention to the first part of the game. I'm going to watch the second half of the third quarter, all of the fourth quarter. I want to see how it ends. And I'm going to turn the TV up loud because I want to hear the response of the crowd and the team when they win a championship. One of the beautiful things about it is whatever sport you watch, the commentators will actually stop talking when the championship moment is going because they want you as the viewer to feel as if you're there to get all of the energy that's there in the moment. So I just love seeing teams win championships. It, it's seeing the, uh, the, the, the men and women who have given their blood, sweat, and tears to something and be so locked in finally in a, in a, in a time where they're like a little kid and they're crying and they're hugging each other and they're just basking in the moment. And I love it. But one thing I don't, I don't like about the championship is not necessarily the, cha- the celebration. It's what happens afterwards. It seems like so many times we move on so fast away from the accomplishment and we start talking about if that team or that person can do it again. Or what's going to happen next year? Whenever you watch college uh, or, or or any sport, rather, but I know in college sports, after they win a championship, like the next day, they say, "Okay, well, who is the who is the early rankings to be first next year?" Like, dude, we haven't even celebrated what just happened less than twenty four hours ago. Um, if 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 uh, an athlete does something, Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl, and the next day on the sports shows. We couldn't even bask in what he had just done because they're talking about can he do it again or was it enough to cement his legacy? Like we can't live in the moment. And so one thing I think we should start doing about when, we, when you uh, have successful moments in life and when you reach pinnacles in life and do something, like live in that moment. I think, I think our culture has um, put us in the mindset that we have to do everything fast and everything has to has to to be done and on to the next. Our stories last twenty four hours. Our posts have to be done all the time. We're always in a rush to pump stuff out and to move fast all the time, and we never get a chance just to live in the moments. Like some things you post, I think sometimes you should leave your post up for a few days, and just let just bask in it. There's nothing wrong with social media. I think sometimes we post too much. And we flood the market with content. And we ha- now we have so much content now, you can't even live in something that was funny because you're on to the next funny thing. And you can't even remember what was funny 
because you're on to something else funny <laughs> or, or, or what made you happy because you're on to something else. And I think when it comes to success um, and this pace, if you, if you don't learn how to just bask in your accomplishment, you will find yourself moving at a speed that you can't keep up with. And you'll be tired, you'll be fatigued, you'll be burned out. How do I know? I was there. I was there. I came into full-time ministry at 23. I was 23 years old when I got the opportunity to come into full-time ministry. I hit the ground running. Uh, the late, great Dr. Kerry D. Wesley gave me a year uh, to kind of learn the ropes. I, um, so I, I, I got some mentors. I read books. Um, I watched videos. I, I, I got all the information I needed to kind of really start or kick or restart this youth ministry. And so at 24, 25, I'm still feeling my way. Around my fourth year, so I'm 26, 27, it takes off. Oh, it takes off. Like um, there's a phrase I use all the time called lightning in a bottle. And it God just starts do, doing amazing things. And the pace speeds up. And so um, I find myself creating this um, this speed where I always have to do better than what I did the day. I'm, I'm naturally competitive. If you don't know me, I, I'm, nat- I'm naturally competitive. I'm so competitive that if I can't win at something, I'll just celebrate those who are doing it. But if I, if I involve myself in something, I got to be the best. I, I have to be the best. That's what it comes to anything professional, personal. Like if I'm your friend, I want to be your best friend. I want to I want to be the best friend you've ever had in your life. Whatever level we're on, whether we are platonic, whether we are professional, whether we are uh, romantic, relational, whatever whatever level of relationship we're on, I want to be the best you ever had. I, that's just me, male or female. I want to be the best friend you ever had. When you look at the best, the, the friends in your life that you say have been great, I want perfect. I want to be number one, and I'm and I'm the same way with with everything I do. So my profession is I, I'm we we it's ministry. It's all under the umbrella of youth development. So youth pastor, student pastor, it's all under that umbrella. I did boys and girls club. I got to be the best. So I so I realized I had this gift to really pour into. The next generation. What I mean by that is the group of kids or the group of students that are always between the age of 13 to 18 and people in the stage of life between like 19 and 29. I have this grace to pour into people in that stage to help them maximize their potential, see what they can see, all of that. And the Lord used my availability and my skill and we're just getting win after win. Win after win. If, if, if you follow ministry uh, from like 2010 to like 2017, 18, it, just, it was win after win. God just doing major stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is there was this pace I was going. I was going so fast. I was going so fast that there are some things that I missed. I missed opportunities to be a better friend. I missed opportunities to be a better cousin, a better brother. I missed opportunities to be a better husband. I missed opportunities to be a better pastor because I was going so fast. And I I could take I could take a, a four or five months of episodes on this one word and give you instances on how I went too fast each one of those categories. But 
for the sake of time, it's just that when you're going so fast and you don't stop to rest, you don't stop to think, you don't stop to create, when you are just, when you're skilled at something. And those of you, there's somebody listening, you know what I mean. Sometimes you're just good at something. You could be a teacher, you could be a principal, you could be a police officer, you could be a doctor, you could be a trash man, you could be a you can be an administrative assistant, you can be a you can be a, a, a store clerk, you can a store manager, whatever you want to be. But you're just sometimes you're just good at what you do, and when you're good at what you do and you're winning at what you do, if you're make if you're meeting your sales mark and, and, and people are buying your product or you, you know the teachers under you at your school are, are, are making their, their benchmarks and the students are getting better. Well, when you're good at what you do, you always want to do better. You always want to keep winning. And sometimes you go so fast, other things lack. And the things that lack are so important. They're so important. And I, I got to be honest with you, had, had I slowed down before the Lord had to slow me down, I would have been a better friend. I would have been a better husband. Would have been a better brother, cousin. Because there's just some moments I missed because I was so focused on the work. I mean, um, I would have been a better son. That like, like, I, there's moments I could have spent more time with mom and my dad. But and, and thanks be to God, they're still here on earth, and I have opportunity now that I've learned to spend more time with them. But, um, and, and thanks be to God that my kids weren't too old. Like for me, for me to understand that, um, Layla and Jayden are, are nine. So um, I've re- really embraced this since embraced this since maybe they were like six or seven. So um, just really understanding it, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't get it when they were like eighteen and I missed all these years. But when you're when you're so skilled and you're so good and you get all these wins, you get so caught up in success and the pace of it, you gotta you gotta slow yourself down so you can. You can see what you need to see and do what you need to do. It, it's it's like it's like driving on the freeway or highway. When you're driving the car and you're going fast, it's like you don't see a lot because you're so focused on driving, right? But what if you let go of the wheel, let God drive the car, and you sit in the passenger seat? Because here's what happens. Whenever I'm a passenger in the car, I can go in an area where I've been several times, but I will see something that I never saw because I'm not driving. I actually have the opportunity to sit and just look at the scenery. Even if the car is going fast, I can still see what I didn't see before because I'm not driving. And so when it comes to this pace, like, like let God handle the wheel, because here's the thing. The Lord knows the speeds you need to go in the seasons of your life. And sometimes when you need to be going 30, if you drive and you'll be going 80 and you'll be so reckless and going so fast, you'll miss everything. You'll tear stuff up. But if you let God drive, God knows what speeds you need to go at. So, so you can see what you need to see. And be who be who he's called you to be. So, um, th- this this when when I did this episode a few years ago, if you ever get a chance, go back and listen to it, and you can kind of compare what I said then and what I said now. But one of the things I realized is when I um when I when I took on a journey about three years ago, 
well, like two years ago, I lost 40 pounds. I lost 40 pounds, and um, I've gained 20 of those 40 back, and I'm just I'm hovering at a certain weight right now. But I, what I want to do this year is I want to I want to lose 40 by 40, and so I'm going to jump back and do some things that I did before. And in being in that mindset, it made me think of this illustration when it came to this point of pace. That when I first got on my weight loss journey, I remember going to the track in Duncanville. When I got out there, you know, I, I'm a I'm a pretty athletic guy. I mean, I, I may not have your ideal athletic build, but you know, I'm an athletic guy. You know, I, I played sports and I'm very like I said, I'm very competitive. So when I got out to the track, um, I thought I was gonna just start take off walking. So I get out there and um I don't stretch or nothing. I, I got my shorts on. I got my shoes, and and, and I'm and I'm good. I got my, got my my air my air my, uh, not AirPods. My um my Beats on my head, and I'm listening. Got my music going. And I take off walking. I take off walking, and I take off walking at a very uh, brisk speed. About two minutes in, I'm huffing and puffing. I'm out. I'm 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 out of breath. Like, why am I out of breath? I'm, I'm just, I'm walking. Here's, here's what I realized. I realized a couple of things. That one, I was walking too fast. But two, I was trying to keep up with the pace of the other people that were walking around me. And so I'm looking around me, and it's old women, old men, pregnant women. It's people on canes, people with dogs. It's all kind of, And they are going at speeds. And I'm like, D- I can... I can surely keep up with this 76-year-old man with a cane. Should I keep up? And, 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 I, and I mean, they're, they're walking at a fast pace, and I'm trying to keep up with them, only to realize I'm out of breath, and I can't go as fast. And what really embarrassed me, there was this older, uh, seasoned lady, and um, no, I'm not going to say how, how old I thought she was because she might be listening to the podcast. <laughs> but um, But for real, like she lapped me, and if you don't think about lapped, like if you're on a track and there's somebody that walks by you, and you look up and they walk by you again, <laughs> that means they have completed a, a lap of the track only to catch up with you and pass by you again. And I was like, I mean, she was she was going fast, and so trying to keep up with her speed, it was it was crazy. Because, one, I couldn't do it because my body wasn't conditioned. Here's what I had to realize. The reason why her and others could move at the pace they were going, because they had been out there walking longer. This is something they had done before I got out there. And so here's why you can't compare your pace to somebody else's. Because if you try to go at a certain pace that somebody else is going, you, you got to realize they've been doing it longer. They're, they're more conditioned. And there's some things that God is doing in their life, some things happening in their life, you just need to celebrate and not compare. Celebrate, celebrate what's happening. Celebrate that they're able to go at that speed. Celebrate that they're able to do what they're doing because that, that's not you. And that's not, that's not you and that's not you yet. Because experience, experience matters. Experience matters. Because people have been doing it longer. That, that's why you can't compare. Like, 
when, when you are a new teacher and you walk into a school, there's going to be an old school teacher there that can, ha- that can handle the classroom, that can handle the energy and the moment and the, de- the long days and the long grind. And your, your, your best bet is to sit under their tutelage and learn and watch how they do what they do. There's a uh, there's an episode on Abbott Elementary <laughs> that, that I love, and um, the character that Quintina Brunson plays is a young teacher, and she's trying to figure out how the old school teacher is able uh, to just have so much control of her classroom and so much control over over, over her um, her curriculum and everything like that. And uh, in this particular episode, it, it's kind of a battle. You got to go watch it. It's kind of, it's kind of a battle because there's some new technology that Quintina knows. And uh, and the older teacher doesn't know, but the older teacher has control of their classroom. Quintina doesn't, and what they realize is there's something they can both learn uh, from each other. Uh, but in this particular instance, what I'm saying is, uh, when you follow the show, Quintina, the young teacher, when she finally realizes she doesn't know what she thinks she knows, she's able to learn from the older teacher because they've been she's been doing it longer, because experience matters. Experience matters. One thing that um, the gener so the generation I'm in, I'm an older millennial, so I've been influenced by Gen Xers, and I have Gen Z coming behind me, and I have a lot, and most of the people I do life with are millennials. Uh, but 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 he, here here's something um, that that we have to em- embrace. We don't know everything. We don't we don't know everything. And just because we're intelligent doesn't mean that we're all knowing. There are some things we have to learn. And in order to learn them, you got to slow yourself down and put yourself under the tutelage of somebody who's experienced. Your mentor, I'm going to go left and come back right. Hear me. Your mentor cannot be somebody your age. That is your peer. Y'all doing life together. Y'all going through the same struggles, same ups and downs. You, you, to, to every mother listening to me, get you a mama who didn't raise some kids that you can talk to. To every father that's listening, talk to a dad that was present and active in his kid's life and his kids grown and talk to him. If you're a married couple, find you a married couple that's been married at least 15 plus years and they have a loving, working marriage. Not saying they are perfect because there's no perfect marriage, but find you a couple that that's 15 plus years in the game. They love each other and they continuously working on it and they have kids that they've raised. Find you somebody. If you are in a profession, if you're a teacher, find your older teacher. If you're a young principal, find your older principal. If you're a young pastor, find you an older pastor. If whatever, whatever profession you should have somebody older and wiser than you. And when I say older and wiser, I mean at least 15 years, your senior. At least, because ten years still ain't enough. I'm, I'm I know some. If, if you if you forty and you got a fit that you and that fifty year old still got some things in common. Find you somebody sixty sixty five. If you're twenty, find you somebody thirty five forty. Find at least at least fifteen plus years because they have enough experience to pour back into you and to help you understand what this pace means because I promise you, I promise I'm 39 years old and I find myself talking to 20 and 21 year old leaders, letting them know 
about the mistakes I made when I was their age and how this and how their world is faster than mine. Their world at 23 is faster than my world was at 23. And I find myself trying to help them understand, yo, like, like whatever God has for you, he has for you. And you want to be prepared when you walk into it. You want to walk into what God has for you with enough sound mind and strong hands to take full advantage of it. Some people walk into what God has for them with withered hands, battered feet, and weary minds because you done went so fast, you've done so much, and by the time you walk into that promise, you just feeble. You can't, you, you, you can't even have fun with it. And so um, I really, really want you to do that. So um, stop trying to keep up, experience, get somebody with experience, and then just have patience. Get, getting where you want to go, becoming who you want to become, the simple way to put it to you, it just takes time. It takes time. And you're talking to one of the most impatient people ever. Like, I wish you knew how hard, like, I literally have to preach sermons to myself on patience when I'm in the line at Target. <laughs> like, I am impatient. I, I, I admitted you're not, I'm not, I'm not giving you um, advice from a place of I already obtained it. I'm talking about I, I am impatient. I, I consistently work on it in every area of my life. Um, the one area I'm not impatient with, nah, I'm lying. I was about to say driving, but I will get off the freeway and take the back roads. <laughs> I will get off the freeway and take the back roads. And what could have took me 25 minutes takes me 40. Just kind of want to stay in traffic. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impatient. I, I am. And so I, I, I admit it. Uh, but here's what I, I'm learning. This th- this part is not what I've learned. This is what I'm learning. That getting to where I want to go and becoming who I want to become, it takes time. It takes time. And in the time it takes, I have to use my talent and allow God to humble me and show me while I'm on the journey. And, I, and I, I'm embracing that. I'm embracing that. Um, Julius Caesar has this quote. I remember, um, in in one of my classes back in college, uh, one of my literature classes, there's this quote by Julius Caesar that I I would have found, um, because it says it is easier to find men who will volunteer to die than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's easier to find men who are, who will volunteer to die than to find those who are willing to endure pain with patience. Like it's, it's, it's part, it's the part of the journey that I've discovered is the, is the most sweetest. Like the patient part of the journey is the sweetest. Cause the patient part of the journey is where you really learn your pace. Whatever you, if you ever watch track and um, you're watching runner, be it a sprinter or a long distance runner one of the greatest things to ever see is a runner to hit their stride. 
because they've practiced and, and like if, if it's a sprinter or if a long distance runner, they hit their stride at what works for them, what gives them the most the, the maximum burst, the most stamina, and allows them to be the best version of them so they can be in that race. They they they, they learn their stride because they have been patient in their training. And they've done things in their training that allows them to run their race the way they need to. And I think that's uh, that's something I want all of us to take. That um, when it comes to embracing how you get the maximum effort out of you, the yes is patience. And check this out. Like some people are runners, but some people are walkers. I go back to the illustration of the track. When I went out to the track, I realized that that some people were running, some people were walking. Watch this. Everybody was exercising. Everybody was exercising. So whether you're a runner or a walker, you were still exercising. And here's, here's the thing. Some people can't run. Some people can't run. Like like the the way your body is made up, or or the way your breathing is made up, or the way, how out of shape you are. Some people can't run, and it's okay. But you out there, you out there. So 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 be patient with your pace. I just I just I had the um, I I had the um, the desire just to tell you that today. Be patient with your pace. I got some 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 news coming for y'all uh, in the next week or so. I'm gonna drop some good news on y'all, and and you'll see why I, I feel I feel the way I do because the the Lord has allowed me to walk into something into a space of life um, that's very unique, and it's it's a place. Uh, sometimes God brings you back around to some things, but I'm excited. And I'm going to share it with you. Hopefully next week I can share it with you. But uh, there, there, there's a uh, a quote by Robert Schuller that I want to leave you with. It says, um, hold on, I got to put on my outro music. I want y'all to get this with the music behind me. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to feel while I'm reading. <laughs> it says, never cut a tree down in the wintertime. Never make a negative decision in the low time. Never make your most important decisions when you are in your worst moods. Wait. Be patient. The storm will pass. The spring will come. Never cut a tree down in the wintertime. Never make a negative decision in the low time. Never make your most important decisions when you're in your worst moods. Wait. Be patient. The storm will pass. The spring will come. So until next time, I want to connect with your heart, challenge your mindset, and change your perspective. Be okay with your pace. And until next time, love God, love people, and show enough love yourself. It's been your boy Robert Purvey on Purvey's Point. We'll talk next week. Love you. Peace.